Push Supreme is in the building for Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. The return. Heroes eventually die. August 11th, the release. This is when it's coming out here. Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Life 265 IR Radio, one of the nicest in the game. He's really experimenting with the Afro beats and dance hall scene. And I love what he's doing out here. And he's keeping it real with the lyrics. His is all the way from, from New York, the roots there, going to Tampa, getting acclimated here and really blossoming as an artist here. Push Supreme, man. Welcome back. How's everything going? Going good, going good, going good. We had to push it back too to the 18th. Are you pushed it back um, to the 18th? Yeah, to the 18th because um, we wanted to, you know, we haven't, I've never done an re album release or a solo one in New York. So we wanted to give like New York that experience. So we're going to do the release party in New York and then we're going to release on the 18th and then um, they perform live at the Brooklyn Kitchen, the official like release of it. I'm going to have to come out to this because I wasn't able to make it out and I don't think it ended up happening. Were, they, were those the original dates that didn't happen, the ones that you sent to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to be able to make it out. So now I'll probably be able to make it out if it's pushed back. So it's going to be when are the next dates for the listening party? When's so that next Saturday, so um, the listening party, I believe, is going to be next Thursday. And then next, and then next Saturday is the actual um, the show for the album at the uh, Brooklyn Music Kitchen. Oh, that's fire. The Hove Museum, too? Well, the Hove Museum is, is going to be like, that's the ice on the cake where um, um, we're doing a Letter to Hove song. So the song's already done, so we're going to shoot the, the video at the museum. And, and then we're going to go from there. Now, I'm looking forward to it. Heroes eventually die. I, I need the, the story behind this. What's the significance? Because I feel as though there's a deep meaning. Everything with your music. There's a layer. You always got to peel back the layers. Push your premium. <laughs> with anything that you do, I mean, the mass, everything, there's just this mystique. And I think that really adds to who you are, not only as a person, but as an artist. Like when we look at Prince, like the things that you would do back in the day with the symbol mm -hmm. and the different album titles, it, it adds a mystique. There's not too many artists like that. So tell me the deep meaning behind Heroes Eventually Die. No doubt, no doubt. So it has a double meaning. It's the sequel to Hate to Say Goodbye. So, you know, once my grandmother passed, then this year my cousin, who actually taught me how to, um, you know, told me how to rap, he passed. So I just felt like, you know, uh, I was just tired of just like dealing with losses. So I just accepted the fact that heroes eventually die. But it's also, you know, um, a metaphor for just like, you know, good guys finishing last and just tired of finishing last. And sometimes you have to, you know, you have to either die being the hero or live long enough for yourself to be a villain. And I think I'm in like the villain stage to where it's just like, I'm really just worried about the people that's in my camp. And it's like, it's really just like, fuck everybody else at this time. You know, a lot of people have just been like, you know, like side talk, hating and stuff like that. And it's weird to me because I've always been the guy to show love. So the fact that now I've hit like a, like a level to where people are actually envious of me, is kind of weird. So I feel like that portion of me has to kind of let go just so they don't mentally bully me. And, you know, um, you know, um, with me being like a hero to some people, some people want to tear me down. So it's like, it's all like the exes of the world and the haters and the people that just like gripe for you for no reason will eventually kill you because that's their job. Their job is to, to kill that version of you so that you can grow. I understand what you're going through. And this could resonate with a lot of people. I don't know about in the audience, because I know probably people, the people that are watching may not all be in the industry. But I can totally understand where people are switching up on you because you're leveling up. You're getting the build chart number 18 on Billboard. You're charting on iTunes. You're really leveling up. And it, it's a shame because you really have to look at it within yourself because you start questioning, did I do something wrong? Yeah. The people around you just switch up. Yeah, I get it, man. And and I've noticed it recently. I 
it, trust me, man. I, I do not yeah, like interacting with too today, many people, like, bro. I did not today, but this month, like um a guy that I worked with, he threw shade. And then um, like he wanted me to do a feature with his mans. And we did the feature, but I'm not doing hip hop like that no more. So I told him, like, yo, let's find another record because I can't put the energy behind it that I would normally do. Right. And then he'll see like old features that I post up because I was just kind of just like putting content out until the album came because we have like a certain um, drop schedule. And he's like, oh, you're doing something for everybody. He's like, oh, this shit was mad mid. So I was just like, well, your shit's not doing too well because obviously you're worried about more sh- my shit more than yours. You're not even posting your shit. So he told me to call him. I called him. And he's just like, yo, I just stand on my opinion. My pen's been certified by the greats. So I'm just like, it has nothing to do with me, bro. Like, keep that with you between yourself. Like, why are you, why are you contacting me about this? Why are you commenting on my stuff? Like, I don't have time for this negative energy. And now I don't even know how to conduct myself around you because regardless of what you think of, like, who I am, I'm still a nigga from the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just, like, I like to be able to separate things because my ode to what I'm supposed to do as a musician is more important than, like, my background upbringing. That can be put into the music, but I never want that to translate. So I don't understand why he's, like, intentionally putting this battery in my back. When we've done business together, I've done no wrong with you. So I just felt like I was like, damn, so this is what's going to be like then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, we're getting um, played on both stations, 94.1 and 95.7, you know what I'm saying? Two different records, you know? It's, it's like we've just been heavily blessed. So to to see that that kind of shade, I'm like, damn, bro, like you really must like not be comfort comfortable in your own skin. And I never wanted to do that to people. My whole purpose was to motivate people. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, we did the the, the collab with the brewer who dropped their own beer, just to show artists that you have to get multiple bags. It can't just be just music. You have to do other things as well, too. That's why we did the clothing. That's why I did the Tampa Tees, just so to give people an expansion. Because sometimes you have to see somebody else do it. And you're like, oh, shit, I can dunk, too. I just have to run and jump, you know? So it's like I'm seeing it now. It's like I, I, it was it was it was happening seldomly in the album with just like exes and girls that that, that I used to deal with. But now it's happening more so on like the fella and, and it's like it cuts deep, you know? No, I, I'm sorry to hear about this, but I'm going through my own battles of fake people. around. You got to keep a small circle in this industry that you can't can't be out traveling. You can't be. That's why it, it's so difficult. People will never understand. That's why you see all these celebrities in Hollywood. They only, they only stick with their families and that's it. There's no hangouts. There's no gatherings. The only time you see people gather is at the Grammys, but that's a forced experience. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it, it's a lonely life. You know, you can't trust anyone. It's really when when, when someone told me when I was first starting out in, in radio, someone told me that the streets is the music industry now. Uh, they're 100 percent right. Yeah, I agree. It it um It's definitely a jungle. <laughs> yeah that's definitely a jungle that's why for me it's just like it's, it's important for me to be able to you know just be able to 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 um i guess bruce wayne batman it you know what i'm saying i don't look at it like that I just look at this by like honing my, my personal life because once they get a little glimpse of your personal life then they use things like that to kind of like attack you and i don't want anybody using you know people close to me to as, as like pawns and stuff like that you know yeah no now are they dropping disc records or they're just throwing shade just no it's just, it's just throwing shots uh, it's throwing shots it that's the, see that's the thing it never goes to the records and then for me somebody that come from just like you know my emotion now if i start if i start to spark now now i'm distracting people like who are you talking about and i'm giving light to that person so I see the booby traps ahead of time, you know what I mean? I'm just going to just wait for it in person and, just, and then, 
you know, then I can just put on blast. Like, like, like if I'm, I do a lot of shows out here. So if I see him at a show, I'm like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. like I can, I can really like, you know, Cook turn someone yeah. clap around. So that's not my intentions, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I just want to let them know that it's just like, I'm not soft and nothing like that too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm a man just like you're a man and all I own was my respect. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it, it's definitely an interesting take. Like I said, people who are in this industry who are real and genuine and wholesome can relate to this. I don't know about if you're about the negative and fake stuff. I don't know. Do you think they realize their actions? Do you think they eventually realize that? That's a really, that's, that's something interesting real, that's to really think real. about. Do you think they ever question. realize their actions? Their I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because, you know, um, anytime someone does something like that, they would apologize like later, like days later. Like I've, I've had conversations with my team to where they feel like they deserve something. I'm just like, yo, you didn't work enough for it. And, you know, they feel some kind of way about it. They say a couple of things, but then, and, you know, a couple of days later, they come back and they be like, yo, my bad. I was wrong for that. I was a little hotheaded. And I'm like, no, I understand. You know, I'm human too. So I, I can peep when it's just like you upset. And I give like a grace period to be like, okay, maybe that was just wasn't the right day for you. And I was a target in your line shot. But then when, when they don't spend the block to, be, to, to, to make things right, then I'm like, okay, well, he's always been like this then. Because, like, you know, why would you be okay with that settling in your heart, you know? I appreciate you for sending me the preview early. I listened to the album twice. Kanye Crazy is my favorite one off of there. You think he's boring? You think Kanye? (laughs) Yeah, I think think, um, boring in the fact that, like, uh, so I think anybody who's doing, like, antics and stuff like that, that's why I was, like, boring. Not, not Kanye. Yeah, not the Kanye is boring. It's the, yeah, the stuff just that like, he does for attention is boring. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like, you know, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, and, and it's boring on both ends because sometimes to spark a relationship up, people just do, like, the the most. You know what I'm saying? So oh. it's, it's just like, you think, you think, like, I'm you think I'm crazy like that? I'm, I'm No, I'm not crazy like that. That's, to me, that's boring, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely is. And, and I was surprised because I was tuning in because you've been going more into the Afro beats and, and dance all thing and, and you do it well, man. You see what as soon as I turn on the album, I said, I better hear this on the radio because they were shoving honestly never mind down our throats all last year when Drake came out. So they better be playing this because it sounds like something that should be on the radio when it releases. I'm told what I told you it's gonna be monumental when it drops. It I think it should be. I know what I think is good. People think I'm an old head, but if you want to know real music, to me, this is monumental what you got here. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, the, the reaction from the listening party went, went well. I let um, um, Rook from the Justice League hear it. He, he gave me like the, the super thumbs up on it. He's just like, yo, I'm proud of you. He gave me like a nice little little dialogue with it. Um, I, I've let like, a couple other people hear it as well, too, and it's been helping us out, too. So we're working with like a label in New York. We have a meeting with them when we go up there as well, too. Uh, they were so impressed by it. So, you know, sky's the limit. You know, I just wanted, you know, I'm just so antsy to just get it out, but we want to get out the right way, make sure that, you know, we, we we bring people into our world and actually understand the concept of, like, heroes eventually die, why the artwork has Tampa and Africa, why, you know, who are the people that he's carrying? Well, um, if you're just new to me, like, why are there so many masks? So just, just try to, you know, bring people up to speed of what's going on. And what's the new mask that you developed for this album? So we're still working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a concept because I got the 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 inspiration from the artwork from um, the um, Adam and God mm-hmm. uh, painting. 
So it has like a, it has like a cross and it has some other implements into it. But then um, I've just been really, really, really like honing in more so of the the green. So I was just like, I, I think I'm gonna just start from scratch and then kind of just like you know create like the Joker version of Prime. So um, I've been looking at purple suits. So I have like a fire purple suit. I want to wear something kind of reminiscent to the Michael Keaton Batman. You know, okay. kind of just like kind of like dressing. So I'm kind of like entering it to me like the way I see it. So. I had a dream that I had the suit on and I was at a Travis Scott um, video shoot. So I'm hoping that like I'm maybe foreshadowing. I don't know, but I remember the mask being green. So that's what's kind of just making me stick on to, to, to going in with that that particular colorway. Mm. Yeah, Travis Scott, St. John, Tori, those were like the main guys you were listening to last time. Uh, how did you mm. feel about Travis Scott's Utopia since you're a big listener of his? I think I think um, it's very experimental. Um, I feel like some of the influence were too obvious for his creativity. Um, the records that do stand out with him, you you know, I feel like people gravitate towards them. The ones that he experimented on, I think he just, he rushed it a little bit, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But the marketer for Utopia is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's really trending out there. You see Twitter every day. I see it all, all day with these trends going on and people, mm -hmm. of course, Drake's on it. Anything he touches is going to, Go yeah, viral, he smashed right? that verse. Oh my yeah. god, he threw so many shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went crazy with the shots. Uh, and Eminem's been going crazy with the shots too, but it's a lot of shots Eminem? being thrown. Yeah, did you you saw that? He, he's, I guess he was going at. I think Melly Mel. There's another person that he went at too. Oh I, I forget god. who it was, but he, he's been going at a lot of people in his latest. His, uh, the game. It was the game. He went at the game and Melly Mel and and one of his new tracks. So. Yeah, a lot of shots. It being makes thrown. sense. Melly Mel. Uh, Melly Mel. Make it makes it makes sense because Melly Mel's always saying that he's only he's only clarified as this great rapper because he's white and all this stuff. So I get why. Oh, Eminem okay. I see. Felt I see. Always like, yo, I, I need to say something about. It. I get it, but yeah, a lot of the game. He dropped that whole diss song on him, so you knew that was coming. The game is trash, man. You you don't like the game. Not, not, I don't like the game's antics. It's like it's hard to like. It's like them. Kanye antics, and he hangs out with. He's cool with. They, they've been collaborators. So, that's true. That's true. And that one record with the skinless monkey, I remember. Yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they, he, Kanye rubbed off on the game, but I think they've been working since the early with the crack music song that they did back that's in the true. day, late, late red. They've been working for a while. Wouldn't get far. I think he's done a lot of. Yeah, so wouldn't get see, far. Yeah, so you see the Kanye's rubbing off on game and it's the antics. Yeah, and no, I get it. But when we look back at Doctor's Advocate documentary, game is two classics. But let, let's get more into you know how everything's going with Push Supreme because you, you got these masks. I, and going back and, and just remembering you talk about your story with sports because you're playing basketball, you get the torn meniscus. I, I'm kind of curious how you got to really put on these masks because you've been wearing the mask since 2009, but you had a helmet phobia in, in which that's why you didn't want to get into football. So how did you not have a mask phobia? Um, I, I think what it was, was just like on the stage is different with football. It's like trying to catch the ball, but then like, I can't see left and right. You know, when, um, when, you know, when, when I put these prings on, it's just like, it's like a life of its own. And then like the stage is like, I put so much practice into it. You know, we do so many rehearsals. It's just like, it doesn't even feel like there's anything on, my, like on, you know, it just feels like it's what's. Push Supreme, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's 
stuck for a little bit. So rewind to what you said. Okay, okay. Yeah, with, with the helmets, it's a little different because, like, you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have other people, like, either hitting you or you got to block people. So it's a lot of movement. And the, the your peripherals are really, really, really off compared to, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm wearing these preems, it's like, it it, it it just, like, it feels like wearing clothes. You know, I, I can't really, like, tell that it's on because I'm always having it on. I'm always, like, maneuvering and practicing or, or doing interviews and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's a part of me. Compared to, compared to that, it's like when you sit down on the bench, you take the helmet off, you put the helmet on. So, and I was like 16 during that time. So it's like a little bit different now. Yeah. No, it, the craziest question that you've been asked is what does it smell like under that? I can't believe you asked you that. Really? I mean, what a unbelievable. Yo, crazy shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these fans, man. But I love them, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are those Tampa fans, man? Because I'm, I'm telling you, the the vibe down there, down south, and everything, just they they're going crazy for the dance hall and Afro beats wave. It's it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been really good, man. You know, best fans in the world to me. Um, you know, we just did a benefit concert, and I went with really, really, really well. And um, you know, we did better than most. You know, people that come down, like um. Asian Kitty and Callie, they came down and we kind of did more numbers than them on a Monday. So they're highly supportive. Um, they're excited. Some of them are going to come with us to New York as well, too. So it's like crazy that people were just booking flights just to, to, to be there around us. But that happened the last time we came to New York, too. People from Tampa came up with us. So as long as we're creating that bridge, man, to, you know, some people are from New York. So it's like a bridge back home. And for some people, something new, like three people have never been to New York are coming on this trip just for the for the show uh, it's gonna be fire and I'm, I'm looking forward to this but last time i didn't really get into it much but you mentioned it in our last interview about you you being in the army so you were in the army for a little bit yeah for a little bit yeah. for a little bit that's a that's a little easter egg yeah for a little bit how long shoot i was like right out of high school wow yeah, yeah, that's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I didn't because I heard you say in the last interview that we did because I went back and re-listened to it. And I was like, man, he was in the army. I was like, why didn't we really dissect? Because I think it was your girl that was sending you Jay Z lyrics. Is that what it was? She was sending you yeah, Jay Z lyrics for you to recite. Said, yeah, to print them, and then I would um I would read them when I'm in the barracks so I can learn them. So when we did the road marches, like I, I would just recite them. So I would even think about like how far we're, we're marching and stuff like that. Because that shit can get super boring. We don't have something to put your mind on. Yeah, no, it can you see from these documentaries and stuff. How did being in the army prepare you for the music industry? How about that? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's, uh, more so judge of character. Mm. You know, I think it just helped me with my judge of character, I would say. You know, there's, there's certain people where you know it's gonna be a scam, and certain people where you know it's gonna be like, okay, this is somebody that they can keep close. Yeah. How about this? Watch your backs. You got to watch your back when you're in the end, because in the army, you got to be better. You got to have well, eyes it's a, it's a, it's a buddy too. system in the, in, the, in the military. So everything's battle buddy. Like you take care of your battles. So that's one thing like in, in that in that unit, doesn't matter if you're a white, black, Asian, you, you know, you take care of your battle. In the music industry, I don't feel like they, they're really big on taking care of one another. You know, it's more so like if I benefit off you and then you benefit off me, then we good. It, but some, you know, it's very seldom that it's just like, yo, I'm going to help you just because I like you, you know, it's in, from, from what I've been seeing in the music industry. Sometimes it does work like that. Like I think nowadays it does because more people are 
are attracted to people that have passion when it comes to this. So the passion kind of like reignites the reason why we do this in the first place. So I think that's transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not on that type of time. I removed. You know, you're one of the, one of the few that's not on that type of time. But in the military, it's definitely not transactional because it's like it's just ranking. Like you, you wouldn't even be transactional with someone who's who, who has a higher rank than you because they just shut that shit down. Yeah, no, you're all on the same level. And COVID kind of did that for us for a little bit. And now it's back to normal. People mm-hmm. just don't care about it anymore. But it brought us back to that level where we're all in the same thing. But uh, again, where are these plaques, man? You get, you got them. Where's the special place you're keeping them at? Oh, so I got it in the living room for when we first come in the crib. So I, I oh, put it yeah. there because, um, so it was more so for my mom. So she would never have to ask me what my degree is. Just like right there, <laughs> get the plaque. And the other one that um is at Grand Bay Studios. So just so like other artists can be like motivated by it. Yeah. Billboard. But I am I'm bringing both of them when I come to New York, though. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to you got to show that off. Yeah, because um, you know, when we do a listening party. We're bringing like all the um all the old previous mask. Um, we're gonna make like a little museum, so we can like kind of walk people through who um who don't know me or meet me for the first time to so understand everything. You know. Yeah, uh, I you got to show it off, man. And you've been charting too, especially on iTunes, number one with the records. So you got some number one. It charted number one twice. Yeah, yeah, Adam and Eve. That Adam and Eve. Eve. That's, that's a hit right there. You know, we, we're still working that record as well, too. I have faith in that record that, you know, we'll, we'll go probably in the, the, the right remix feature, and then that's what's kind of going to take off, you know, kind of like how Calm Down did for Rima. Yeah, oh, you're right about that. Iso Kenny, you also work with him. I saw yeah, yeah, so we got the, the Winnie remix. Yeah, yeah the Winnie remix was tough on there. I wanted to touch on that because Iso Kenny's definitely one of the dope artists from the tri-state area, and he... Talk to me about you putting that record together with him for Winnie Remix. Yeah, so he came to Tampa, and then um, I didn't know who he was, and um, his face looked so familiar. Then I performed, and he came, he's like, yo, that's it, was dope, da da da. Then he performed, and he did the um, the Speak Up record. I'm like, oh, it's you, nigga? And he's like, yeah, he's like, bro, like, you're dope. And I was like, nah, nigga, you're dope. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to get more shows out here, what's up? And I'm like, yo, bro, like, like, no, I'm not jacking it, like, I got the show shit down pack out here. So I was like, I'll show you. Just come to, to another one of my shows. So he came to another one of the shows. And he was like impressed. He's like, yeah, bro, like I really want to get on this kind of show tip um, that we can keep working and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, let's keep working. And, um, you know, we get a record together. It'll be easier for me to introduce you to my crowd. And he's just like, yo, likewise. And I can show you more so like the social media stuff and stuff like that. So we did two records together. And I just he started sending me some of his new stuff before he did the r and I'm like, bro, that's what you got to do. You got to do this stuff. Like, you're really good at this. The rapping is cool, but it's more impressive. I can hear you more when you do this instead of the voices. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start focusing on that." Thank you. And I'm like, "Yo, I got something for you." So I sent him one joint. It was an Afro beat with a Janet sample, and he liked it a lot. Then I'm like, "Yo, I think um, I'm getting a lot of uh, attention and DJs um, in the pools with this Winnie record. You should probably hop on it because it's gonna be playing on the radio, and I'll give you an opportunity to kind of like transcend over." So he was like, "Yeah, sure." I sent it to him. Sent it back within like 30 minutes. Yeah, boys quit. Yeah, and it's a great record too. I'm telling you, the the replay value. I I played it. I played it twice. I played it once to to preview it, and then I played it when I was working out the other day. It's oh shit. Yeah, no, it it definitely it caught me by surprise. I'll tell you that because I was expecting because I know what type of time you're on when you rap, and you do that on this too. You you open up the album rapping too, so you 
and when you threw the Afro beats on there, I was like, wow, this is different. So, and I, and I enjoyed it, you know, that's, I, I, this is yeah, going to be. the hardest part was, was figuring out how we wanted to open. I wouldn't open with um, what's a love really cause, but because um, when the, when Wild 94.1 um, opened it out, I was like, oh, we got to drop it today so that if anybody shazams it, then we'll have it. I didn't know they're going to do that song. I thought they're going to do when it comes to you. So they kind of fucked me up on that one. But I was like, okay, cool. Well, if anything, we'll just open the um the album up with um I think I need my God, and then we'll just put like four new new songs on there to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And and that's another deep record, you know. I, I think I need my God. And what moments do you think that you need him? What was the most the trying time? Is it when people go at you who are in your circle? When yeah, the time, definitely yeah. people go at me, or you know, if um if there's like tough decisions I gotta make. Or, you know, those those foul mishaps that happen to where it's just like when it rains and pours and you're like, okay, okay, this is the time where I need to start kind of like, you know, sending all my blessings back up again, you know, getting real acclimated back with God. And you've been doing a lot of charity work with the book drives. You've been doing a lot of the clothes drives. You've been helping getting a lot of artists involved in this, too, to come down and help, too. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think, you know, the most important thing is taking care of the kids taking care of the future, letting them know that, like, you know, it's okay to give, it's okay to be, you know, uh, a humanitarian, because if you don't take care of one another, then you really have, won't have no future. It just becomes chaos, you know? Everyone's already on edge. Yeah, and, and just think, babe, because people view you as a philanthropist, so, you know, and people that are wholesome, when you look at it, and even Dave Easter says it, they hated Jesus, hated Malcolm, hated Martin. Mm-hmm. When you're a wholesome person that stands for something and is a truth teller, it, you uh, you die for it. So this goes in line with heroes eventually die. I mm, see I spent the block on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Martin, Malcolm, the, the heroes that sometimes it's just like to fulfill the, the, the story that has to happen, you know. So I understand that like each preem has to kind of like, you know, take that route. And that's why in the trailer... You have um, the the protagonist. I guess that that's what um, people would call. It. I'm just trying to think of like what, what what she would be. She's not really a heel, but uh, but she's chasing Prem down with the flamethrower and stuff like that. So she'll be around a lot more because her her job is to assassinate all the Preems one by one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's deep, especially because you loved talking about that topic in relationships and just that no one really does that. You speak about that, and no one really talks about that in their music nowadays. Yeah, it's my it's my therapy, you know. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, game changing. It, yeah, I remember last time that we talked in our last interview, you were opening up for Jada Kiss. How did oh that go? yeah, oh yeah, holy cow, yeah. How was that? That was dope. That was a dope experience. He showed me a lot of love. Um, Took me a lot of love. I can't front. And then, um, you know, we booked the Airbnb for him. So the Airbnb is my man's spot. So we all went back to the Airbnb. And we just, t- you know, just chopping up, talking, asking like questions about Big, asking the questions about Cam. Um, I asked him like, you know, how do you stay so sharp? You know, just just something like that. I didn't get too, too fanboy with it because I just wanted to know where his, where his mom was at and how he developed his skill. Mm-hmm. Do you get a sense that 
when you're around these guys? Because you've opened up for some big people. I remember you opened up for Nas. So that when you get into the rooms with these guys, do you feel as though they've all gone through what you go through, especially with people around yeah, you? Switching and, up and some, sometimes I just think that, like, uh, the eras are different. So with, like, Jada, like, you know, being in the locks to getting signed to Diddy and stuff like that kind of changes everything. Same thing with Nas and, like, the stuff he did. But I, but I do understand the the upkeep i feel like it's one thing we all have we just have pride to upkeep thinking of different ways to kind of create to be you know to accentuate the brand i think those things are like super important and they're 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 um they're well versed when it comes to like whether you're a new artist or a young artist mm-hmm. and who's some other artists that you're going to be working with soon because i remember buster rhymes the guy that got you into hip-hop put your hands where i could see him yeah, yeah. Cannabis. We talked about this all last time. Are we reaching the goals here, eventually getting with Busta? I mean, that- hopefully Busta, man. I mean, going to New York, I'm going to be talking to a lot of people. So I'm going to try to meet as many people as possible. Um, you know, but if not, then like, you know, I'm gonna, we want to work with the, the up-and-coming youth, you know. Uh, I've been reaching out to a lot more Afro artists. Like, I've been reaching out to Ruger, uh, Amelaide, um, you know, just trying to, you know, just, just really just elevate what we're working on right now, you know, right now I have to kind of just think about the longevity of, of where we need to go. Yeah. I feel as though you're tr- really transitioning. Are you trying to, I'm not going to say completely remove yourself from hip hop. I know you said that before and, and speaking about the situations that you're mm-hmm. on the Afro beats time, is this, are you trying to be a full-time Afro beats artist or is it it's just something that you just want to rock with at the moment? I think it's, I want to, I want to be a fusion of it. So um, when we was talking to, the, the name of the label is um, Earth Earth Ground Earth Ground yeah Earth Ground. They they said um you know um it's like a nice balance of if Travis Scott was to do like Afro beats you know it's like a nice like a nice nice conclusion of because the, the the live shows are different from all three of them too. So I'm just trying to find like a happy medium to where I'm just comfortable just doing these things that, that I listen to because that's why I listen to all the time at home. So for me to make it is really just having that type of production in front of me and really diving into it. So with this particular album, it's a, you know, collaborative album with Wild Child Beats who did the majority of the beats on this album. So, but he's not like an Afrobeat DJ per se. So, but the fact that like, I can kind of give him, you know, key components so he can actually make those those records let me know that it's not too far off. So we're just going to just keep just, you know, striving to, to, just to be the best version of, of just a creator, you know? Are, are you looking to be collaborating with some Afro beats art? I know Cranium, he, he was recently on my show. Is he someone in mind? Who's some art Afro beats artist that you think? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm super, I'm super open. There's a couple of kids in Nigeria. There's some verses for, but I'm definitely open because, you know, you know, me being from Sierra Leone as well too, it's just like, I just want to kind of just like touch back with the roots, you know, and I may have some value to give them too here in the States. So, you know, who knows, you know, I could be that, that, that bridge way. How does it feel going back to New York now that you you've popped? Because uh, I know people say that you have in order to get love within your city, you have to go elsewhere and get successful and come back. So how do you feel going back to New York? It feels good. You know, yeah. um, we went back last year, I believe it was like the last of the year before we, were, um, we did a short Delancey with reaching over. So that went, that went well. That's the one we took like a bunch of people from Tampa with us. Uh, so going back this time, um, you know, it, it just feels surreal because now it's like a solo booking, you know, it's not like a feature booking, it's a headline booking. Um, you know, I'm bringing my, my, my drummer with me. I'm bringing Watch Out with me, my photography team. 
Um, we've been bringing an opener from Tampa as well, too. So it just feels like it feels very, very, very like what's the word I'm looking for? Blissful, you know what I mean? To to be able to kind of like really just not be able to like it feels good to not be separated from from New York, you know, because some because New York is a hard market. So the fact that I'm able to kind of come back and like do what I'm doing here, like that would do down there, feels really good. And you're getting the love. That's the most important thing when you go back. What would you say is your, because we know New York and Tampa, those are your homes. What's your third home? I'm curious to to know. Where's somewhere else that people may be like, wow, he gets love here. Where's that other place? Hmm. That's a good question. Right now, it's just those two, because um, I don't know if um, if they were, will remember me back in Mississippi. I'm not too sure. Yeah, because you were out there for a short period. Yeah. I would say Ghana. Well, I get we had a lot of love in Ghana. I haven't been there yet, but we had a lot of love in Ghana. A lot of love. Like did we've been on um, you know, they played a musical on a television show on their version of MTV, a bunch of clubs on their radio show. So we did interviews with them. So I would say Ghana for sure. That's big. It, it, that's the thing that's so sad about like genuine artists when I look at it today, because you see the it's all trendy stuff that pops now. If if they had TRL now or any of these real shows, uh, 106 in Park, guys like you would be it would be out of here. You know what I mean? It's it's and when we look at artists like Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole, they were the last ones to have that Rap City basement, mm-hmm. 106 in Park. They they came in when the game was still transitioning to digital. So now mm-hmm. it's all how can we fake the numbers? How can we fake this and do what's trendy to get to the top instead of Let's go out there and find actual artists who are talented, and which is you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're doing the same with the fans. You know, this this New York trip is, you know, um, just really just to just hone in with the people in Brooklyn, probably go to a couple like Afro festivals and stuff like that that they have going on that weekend or that weekend. Just, just really just, you know, expose ourselves to people. Pause. And... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, unbelievable! <laughs> it hit me. It hit me a second late. But oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a long day, and I think I needed that. Um, Afrobeats, because we we talk about the lyricist lounge. This is where you're, and you also have some people in your family that have a musical background. And we talked about this last time. Where do you think the Afrobeats stem from? Being you having such a huge hip hop yeah, background, it all goes mom. hand in hand. But where where the Afrobeats come from? You think in dance hall? My mom, my aunt, yeah, my mom, my aunts. That's all they play. And you know, it's like um, it's it's funny because it's called Afrobeats now, but before it used to be called dance hall. You know. Or just like African, you know, vibes. Like you know, they, they didn't really have like a um, identity. I like how it does now. So it's kind of dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I still you got me on that one before, but I just <laughs> you know when you laugh and you just can't stop. It's <laughs> that's where I'm at, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, but how about merch? Because you you're gonna have the merch ready for this album too. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have shirts on deck. Um, I'm working on um, more of the top and the bottom uh, collaboration um, hoodies. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna do vinyls too. Oh, that's um, fire! That's the, real. You know, that we, we were working with for we're saying like to really do vinyls because of how how dope the artwork is. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, uh, we'll jump into it. I'll, I'll try it out. You know, 
Yeah. But yeah, we definitely go crazy on the merch for sure. No, it, it's going to be crazy. How about tour? Because yeah, I know you're already going to be doing these release parties, but do you, do you have the tour lined up already? You you looking oh, to go so to Ghana in these places? Well, the the, the Ghana trip we'll, we'll think on like Christmas time. To go. Okay. Um, for the tour, I think what we'll do is we'll come back oh, the the Florida and we'll do a Florida tour first. See, you know, engage the audience stuff like that. See what we can do from there, and then probably uh, make a way to do like a tri-state tour. You know, do some shows in Jersey, uh, Brooklyn, Queens, then maybe Philly. Just like we wanted to kind of stay in that market just so we can see how the music resonated with people who listen to Afrobeat all the time. Because ours is kind of like Afrofusion, Afropop kind of ordeal, you know? Yeah. Poetry and rhythm elevates minds effectively. That's the guy. Yeah, that, that, that that's where we have it, man. We got to keep the people in tune. You getting your name from Nova. You didn't want to be asso- associated with the Supremes. People were telling you look like 50. Mm-hmm, we got to push Supreme, man. Got to keep it. Got to keep them in tune in case they didn't check out the last interview. Just keep up the facts. You know, facts who, yeah. who made you you? If you're watching this now, man, I, I tell you, man, it's this. He knows his shit, man. He's like the no <laughs> one interview without the frozenness. No, you already know, man. Everyone else needs to level up and I'll throw some shade. How about that? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, you get to a certain point, man. I, I get what you're going through and it's a shame. and. You know, do you feel as though, you know, with heroes eventually die that you kind of let them get to you in a way or now nah, you kind of because. Yeah, I can't front. You, you know what I mean? Because it because you want to address it, but it's like, damn, they really got to me. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, that's just, I'm, too, I'm too busy to address it because then um, it's just going to just turn into violence. I'm just going to be just so upset. I just want it out my system. So, you know, the best way for me to do is kind of just like speak about it when it happens and then just kind of just like let it go. So this is my version of letting it go, just, just being open about it. I'm not going to bother it in and then just continue working because I'm just, we're just way too busy. You know, there's so many things we have to have lined up when we get back. The moment we get back from New York, we have another show. I'm doing a Kobe tribute show on the 24th. Then oh, after that, then we, then um, this festival to do in Tampa that we got to do called Loud 07. Then after that, then, you know, um, we got to start preparing for um, Halloween. You know, so, so it's, I don't have to, I don't have the time. I really don't have the time to like to to like for child's play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, Chucky child's play. Yeah, word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, since you had the the Halloween reference there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about doing some? You know, because you see, it, what are your thoughts? Because because I'm a big horror movie guy. I like the Halloween season. I like horror core, and you know, when we look at what the Ghetto Boys were doing, Chuck Wick with Bushwick Bill. Mm. What do you usually do during the October season? I'm kind of curious. Uh, Since you, love, you also like wearing masks too, so <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love I love Halloween. Halloween yeah. is dope. That's like one of my favorite holidays. This year is gonna be more so for, for my daughter. She's born the twenty fourth, so we're gonna do the whole like family dress up thing, you know, and then just kind of just make sure that you know she gets like the best like safest Halloween experience that she can. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna hang up my Halloween cape, depending on like you know uh, what, what day it falls on. Because if it's a day that we get centered, then then I'll throw a Halloween party. I'll probably collab with like Barry Eagle and do one like that way. Oh, that's far. Now, would you dress up? Would you be Push Supreme or are you going to be? Because I know you get into these outfits together. I know you got a special one with the Joker. Yeah, would you nah, actually nah, put I on a, a r- other mask than what you have on now? Or are yeah, you nah, be nah, I can't be Supreme for Halloween. I have to, have to be way more creative than that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, that we'll that's probably, fire. We'll probably, she's in the door, so we'll probably do the whole door thing, you know. Okay. I'll probably do like the map will be the fox or something like that. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. you got to put that mask on. Like, <laughs> it, it, I'm not, I'm not even, you know what mask I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the bandit mask. <laughs> not word. Oh, man. But, man, I, I look forward to this release. So it got pushed back. It, it's the 18th now. Yeah, and, and, the and it's worth the push back because, like, um, the we're gonna drop another visual as well too. So we'll, we'll we'll keep giving people visuals so they'll understand that it's like it's worth the wait. We didn't want no distractions, and we really wanted to make sure that we were in New York when we did the release. You know, we just wanted to give New York that that you know we never gave them that. You know, all the albums we've done, we've never we never gave them that before. So why not? You know, every summer has a fall because when I was listening to the album, because I I I saw that was the intro, so I thought about is this the intro to what the album's called? But then I, I got the clarification from you. Every summer has a fall. That that's just that's crazy when you when you think of it because it's true and it's almost that like is. every that, dog that has his day. Title. Yeah, every dog has title. his day. It's similar mm-hmm. to that. That's facts. That's yeah. facts. Yeah. Um, the only reason why we switched this is because that just felt more so like. <clears throat> um, more people could relate to Summer being more like a hero than just a, I didn't want people to get confused with the theme like oh, okay well summertime is done it's like no there's, there's more than just summertime it's just yeah. like the hero whether you're male or female you know it's just there's going to be a time when you got to go and you know I definitely wanted to make a sequel to to um, Hate to Say Goodbye and that's why the heroes are in the in the artwork as well too like when you go through the artwork you'll see the other uh, heroes that's in there as well too What's going to be the one we're going to manifest this now? What Kanye Crazy is my favorite. I, I just love that record. What's going to be the I one think, that gets the next plaque? I think, I think, honestly, man, give, I think Give Up On Me. Give Up On Me. Yeah, that's give, another yeah, one I had. It's like, I um, only because it's like heading towards winter. And I just feel like, you know, the way that Jersey sound is going and the way we kind of put like a nice little twist on it, it, it may be that. It may be that. Or, um, or my friend, I, I think my you're friend. right on my friend. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, that's the one after that. Kanye crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't even I haven't memorized now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a surprise too. So when you hear the official version, um, we um, there's there's like extra tracks in there with different skits. So I had like my aunt, my mom, and her sister. They all have like their own like poetic um, heroes eventually die kind of skits. So I put I, I sprinkled them without the track. Like I wrote the um the Idris album just because I want to problem with Idris album, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm gonna meet him. He's from Sierra Leone, so I'm gonna meet him. That's my goal by the end of this year to meet him and then talk to him and tell him like, hey, I got this album idea concept, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. What I used last time was these clips, but I would like to actually have you on it. So, you know, man, trying to manifest that. Uh, it, it's gonna happen. Uh, I'm telling you. What are some other movements that you got going around? Because the album's coming. The 18th, we know that, but you have more drives on the way. What were some other things you work on? Yeah, so out? Um, we have a shoe drive on the 24th. On. Um, it's um, Kobe Observation Day for us. So we're going to be observing Kobe. Um, you get it for $8 with a jersey on. We have a $5 punch to represent the rings, $5 purple punch. Um, we're going to have a couple artists perform. We're going to perform as well, too, some cuts from the album with the band. And then um, after that, um, then we have the festival that we're doing with um, H called out on seven and then around some, sometime around that time we're gonna we're gonna probably do like a premium friends and then just do the album top to bottom 
Um, I have like a, a couple spots that I want to do like a tiny desk. So it'll be like a tiny desk show. We'll okay. Feature. Um, but we'll, we'll it'll be like a live recording, and then that's going to be like my unplug album. Yeah. So that's oh, the goal. That's fire. And, and tiny desk. They need to get you up there. I'm telling you, Yo, you go man, crazy you out know there. Somebody, man, I've been hitting them boys up, man. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and juvenile too. He was up there recently. Juvenile was cool. I like that one. Yeah. You know, they got to get you up there. And you're you have the set already. You got the live band. Let's go, tiny desk. What's Bro. going on? For real. I would not disappoint. Uh no, you won't. Push your pre, man. You know, stay stay after if you can once we're done live so I can get the dates and I'll get everything written down to see if I can make it out next week. But is okay. there anything else you would love to let the audience know? Anything else that we didn't cover here tonight? Yeah, just like if you guys watch this, make sure you follow my man, like, and subscribe. He interviews a bunch of different goats. Like, I'm telling you, like, don't let the, the New York cat fool you. The Knicks are not that good, but his interviews are really that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like CeeLo Green. Like, I've seen, I've been watching your, your interviews and, and you're knocking them dead, man. Left and right, left and right. So, um, other than that, man, you, know, you guys can find me um, on Google, uh, Instagram, YouTube, P-U-S-H-A, P-R-E-M-E. Um, I hope you guys are tuned in. Please, you know, tune into the album on 18. Tell me what you think. Like it or hate it. But I, I almost can guarantee it's something there that you're going to love. If, if you listen to it, listen to it in the car or while working out, and it's going to be a smooth ride. Only about 30 minutes of music. But there's some good shit from there. Oh, this is a good car. I may play this tomorrow i plan on going out this week so i plan on riding around to this record and i'm glad that i have it early i appreciate you for sending it I, man, uh, yeah and i'm gonna be coming out to these events too i it's time i'm gonna be hitting the road and yeah don't let the nick hat fool you i, I remember the last <laughs> interview i told you i've distanced myself with the knicks i'm officially back with the knicks because i was mad they didn't trade for donovan mitchell but they mm. proved to me jalen brunson proved to me that he could really take this team yeah, far. Julius Randle's a bum. He stinks in the playoffs. But Julius Randle, but but Jalen Brunson is the real deal. I'm telling Facts. you. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And, and your Nets, I mean, what happened? But it's like, though, I think it's going to be Ben Simmons coming out season. He's not going to be scoring a bunch of points, but he'll be facilitating more what he does best. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then shoot, you know, we, we got we got Miles from from the Suns. Miles he's Bridges, well. yeah, he's nice. Yeah, so it's gonna be it, it's gonna be we're gonna be like a, a nice like seven six seed. We'll be what the Raptors used to be until we get like a superstar. Yeah, and Dinwiddie's he's back now, so yeah, Dinwiddie's nice, you know. He's yeah, nice. no, he's not. He's a Nick killer. He's a Nick killer, you know. It, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie because when I distanced myself and I got back with them because they started to actually play like a respectable team. It felt good to beat the Nets when the Nets lost all those players again. <laughs> yeah, it it felt good. Oh, because not, not just you, but being back in Queens when I was wearing all my Nick gear, I had all these bandwagon. Because you've been a Net fan for a long time when they when yeah they, when, when but, Chucky was there when Chucky Atkins was there. Yes, you yeah, you've been a, a Net fan, so you you're not like all these bandwagon fans that came when Kyrie and KD came. So it's. Nah, I get nah, your I connection, when, um, but there's some bandwagons, man. Pierce, Garnett, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson. Yeah, there and and yeah, he was when, when he picked them up from. Well, I think it was from free agency they had picked them up. He had just finished that contract with the Jazz. I believe that's what I, well, um, they picked up on free agency. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm. 
Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, and D- Darren Williams is another Nick killer. I mean, he'd light up the garden when Mello was on the team. He would just light. Yeah. I it, it, The thing about the Nets, I liked when they were in Jersey. I think with Brooklyn, when I told you last time, when they came here, they acted like they could just take over. They, they had their moment. They had their moment. The garden's back. We're yeah, back. yeah, they had a moment. I mean, they've been to two chips, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't uh, close out. But I wasn't rocking with them during that time when he had Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, or even when he had Kenny Carter. I just, I, I just always remembered them because, like, living in New York, like, it was, you know, that's basically what they was playing on NBC. It was, like, the Nets when he had, like, Petrovic or when he had um, Kenny Anderson or when he had um, Cole. Uh, who was the other kid, Kerry Kittles during that time, Vince Carter way, way later, um, Keith Van Horn. Yeah. So, you know, the, the names always, always, like, came up, you know what I mean? But it was more, it was really... It wasn't until I, I moved there and then um, I just wanted to be in a city to where I can go to the games. And that's where the Brooklyn happened. So when the Brooklyn Nets, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I barely go to 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 to, to um to Brooklyn anyway. This will be like my new reason to go there. And it was like right by junior. So I was like, OK, I can just get the cheesecake and I can just go right over there. So, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what goes forward. How about football? Who, who's your football team? Uh, right now, um, I mean, it's been the Patriots for a while, but oh my I'm god, really, I'm a Jets yeah. fan. Oh, and then the in the Bucks, but the Bucks, I'm here because like I want to go to yeah. the game and root and stuff like that. So, um, you know, to go, to, I would have to go all the way to to you know up north to go see a, a damn game. Yeah, man, that's yeah, that's that that's deep. That's deep, and it's always cold, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Uh, I hope Rodgers lights you up this year. I really do. I, I'm tired oh, of the, the Patriots. Haven't we haven't beaten you guys since 2015? The Jets. We haven't beaten you guys. It's been that long. So our quarterback is kind of sus. So you might be able to get it this year. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones. Matt Jones. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, unbelievable. How about baseball? I don't really baseball. watch baseball like that. But um, I went to my first baseball game a couple weeks ago. To see the double raise, I seen Randy in person, so that was dope. In the raise once, I'm like, oh shit, it seems kind of good. Yeah, it's better watching in person than it is like on TV. Oh, being on TV, yeah, it's fun being there. Yeah, unless you're not a Mets fan, because I usually tend to rent Met. I go for the Mets, so eh, you're usually falling asleep or even <laughs> early, you know, because they're boring, especially now getting rid of the whole team. But yeah, but the the Rays that they're competitive. That the, the that's their division now. Them and the Orioles, you know, that they run the Yankees division. And that's now. the game that I watched. I watched it was them versus the Orioles. That's so crazy that you said wow. that. Wow. Yeah. They watched them boys too. They're both nice. They, the Yankees, uh, they have a lot of work to do, you know, they because they have 27 World Series rings and all this history. They think they're the best, but they have a lot of work to do to get back to that status. Mm-hmm. But Push Supreme, man, I, I want to thank you again. And like I said, I'm going to, Cut the live down and you know i'll get these dates from you uh, i want to thank okay. you for coming on the show again i appreciate your time and just everything that you're doing out here and, and learning about your journey and just everything that you have on the way especially giving back props to you on that because not that that doesn't get highlighted a lot it's always a negativity and you know it's always good to see someone giving back to the communities you know so uh you know i tip my hat to everything that you're doing out there for, for the people appreciate okay thank you yeah And all right, man, take care, everyone who's watching right now. And until the next time, Push Supreme, we are out. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all. Peace.